Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here, and we are joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, and today we are going to give you our 2022 predictions. Now, I know what a lot of you guys are thinking, trying to predict one week from now these days is, is pretty difficult. Well, we're going to do our best to go over the most obvious things that we're set to see in the next year as we walk through one foot after the other into the new world order. Um, we have never seen a time like this throughout history, and it would be good to try and diagnose what we're seeing coming. I, I mean, we predicted things years ago that came uh, in the last two years. And in 2020 and 2021, we pretty much successfully predicted what would occur. Let's see if we can uh, keep that record going Unfortunately, most of this stuff we don't want to be vindicated in, but nonetheless, we're yeah. going to try and keep the head record going, uh, going into 2022. And hopefully it allows most of you to stay prepared, be prepared and get ready for the inevitable, which unfortunately is tyranny, absolute tyranny. First of all, uh, thanks for joining us, Tim. Uh, let's start off with, uh, I'll th throw in my first prediction here to get this moving. Um, I think that they're going to lower the average um, cycles on the PCR test for uh, the vaccinated. Um, there's been a lot of stuff coming up recently. Um, Dr. Walensky, who is the head of the CDC, recently said uh, to Good Morning America that um, they will no longer test people after they do their quarantine. And now it's a five day quarantine rather than a 14 day quarantine because science uh, that they will no longer test people after their quarantine because the test could artificially stay positive for 12 or more days. Now, obviously, that's the kind of stuff that we've been calling out from the beginning. PCR tests are wholly inadequate. But um, that's that's my first prediction. I'll throw that out into the ethos. Um, what's a prediction of yours um, regarding uh, COVID going forward? Oh, man. I mean, I, th I think the public is probably starting to get weary of, you know, all these extra variants, especially when, you know, you take a look at what's actually going on with Omicron. It's like, oh my God, you can get a uh, runny nose and a sore throat and a cough. Uh, and then, you know, just, you know, a headache. It's just like all the most basic common cold type stuff, you know, imaginable. And then just look at all the places like New York, which luckily I escaped from and you escaped from Canada. And so I escaped from New York, you know, over a decade ago. And, I mean, over there, they've been, you know, in mass for, you know, pretty much over a month. And, you know, they recently, luckily they didn't vote on, they luckily they didn't pass, but they were trying to, you know, basically have like a statewide NDAA where they could, you know, medically kidnap people. And so I think they need to up the ante and maybe have something that's more dramatic than just COVID. And so, you know, we have seen, you know, I think it was Greg Reese did a report for uh, Infowars where it was on all the basically push towards having some sort of either small smallpox attack. And so, you know, as part of what the, you know, powers that ought not be are always up to is they need to tell you what they're up to first as part of their vestigial magic. And so, you know, that's how people like you and I were able to, you know, know about the, you know, COVID like way before pretty much everybody else and reporting on this, you know, back, you know, in early, you know, January, 2020. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that they're going to try to up the ante to have some sort of either smallpox. And I would recommend people check out that report with, with Greg Reese because, you know, it, it shows, uh, you know, Bill Gates, you know, giving out like tons of money to, you know, prepare for the, you know, a smallpox attack. And then Merck is, you know, upgrading their facilities to, um, you know, be able to produce more, uh, I don't know, you know, whatever their vaccine for it is or whatever, right. you know, medicine they've got for it. And then 
magically smallpox vials happen to be found outside of one of their, um, you know, manufacturing facilities, and, like almost on cue. I mean, you couldn't even like make this stuff up. It's almost comical. So, yeah. uh, you know, and I do agree that, and I think they may have even have different protocols now for the vaccinated versus unvaccinated when it comes to running PCR tests. And, you know, let's not forget that when you get the jab, and let's say you die immediately, you're actually counted as dying unvaccinated because, you know, the, the old rule used to be, you know, 14 days after your second jab is only when they constitute being vaccinated. So, yeah, more, and, and uh, now they're definitely upping the ante on the vaccines where they say third is is fully vaccinated. Then they'll say fourth and fifth. And they'll definitely continue that as long as they humanly can, as long as people are still clinging to life after their fourth or fifth shot. I mean, I, it, it's got to get crazy at that point. And obviously they're going to um, use different cycle thresholds on PCR tests for uh, people who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Um, just because basically everyone right now that is in hospital um, is vaccinated and they have to start lowering the so-called cases. They're bringing back the flu. I saw an article the other day that says um, flu makes a return after unusual disappearance for a year. I'm like, seriously, people are still falling for this. It's so, so absurd. Um, one thing I do think, and I've been calling this um, pretty much since the beginning of 2020, and eventually it has to happen. I don't know if it's going to be 2022 or 2023, but I think it, they're definitely going to lay um, the blueprints for this in 2022, at least, um, is checkpoints. Um, I've been saying for a long time, and, I, and we're seeing this now start to happen in other countries, that in order to get past certain districts or cities or, or uh, states or whatever it might be, um, you'll need to go through a checkpoint where they check um, for your vaccine status or maybe carbon credit status. And we'll go into that in a bit, but um, it could be social credit. We already see in places like Utah, they're trying to push forward social credit passes and vaccine passes attached to a digital driver's license. Um, and that's that's officially speaking in places like Canada, for example, um, they have, uh, you know, the public insurance companies now saying that you need a vaccine in order to go for your driver's test. So I think that's part of the move to stop people from being able to travel. Um, of course, Biden just said within the last uh, day or two that um, if his medical or health committee says that um, they should uh, enforce vaccines in order to do domestic travel on, on airplanes within the United States, that he will listen to them. And that would be that's something that we have to expect. We know in 2022, there's for sure going to push forward domestic airline vaccine passes. Now, will most airlines enforce it? Well, a lot of the airlines aren't enforcing currently the vaccine mandates for employees, and a lot of them are. It really does depend on enforcement because, again, my friends, the the um, laws and mandates, mandates aren't laws, obviously, and mandates are um, just suggestions based on Black's law if you look into um, the, the wording and the definition. But nonetheless, um, if, if you look at what government is, government is just an entity, an organized crime entity that uses fear and coercion to get people to, uh, to uh, follow their orders. So they write ink on paper. That ink is enforced by thugs called police. Um, and those police have no power if people do not comply. So in 2022, I beg people, do not put a mask on once. Do not follow any, any restrictions whether it be government or business, show your value, show your worth, show your principles, reject 
all restrictions or else we will um, spiral out of control into oblivion forever. Um, we're going to come back right after the short break to talk about um, other things from the economy to the, the fake climate crisis and much more on COVID because that's one of the main things that we're definitely going to be facing in 2022 with more restrictions, even though they're trying to ease the tensions right now and say, oh, we're going to lower restrictions to some degree and we're going to lower quarantines and all that makes people feel like, oh, this is good. Biden's saying there's no federal solution. Oh, this is good. Maybe we're going in a good direction. They did the exact same thing in uh, December 2020 and January 2021 um, by saying that they wouldn't do any more lockdowns. The World Health Organization said lockdowns were a bad idea. They also said that PCR tests don't work. And everyone forgot about it and restrictions got worse and we continue to spiral out of control. We'll be right back after this short message. Like what you see here at WAM, make sure to check those links below, my friends. GoGetFunding.com, Patreon, Subscribestar. We have a PayPal address. We have a Bitcoin address. And we have a Cointree link with multiple different cryptocurrencies that you can donate in if you please, as well as our epic FundMe campaign. And of course, you could go and join our Telegram group of World Alternative Media. Make sure to go to whamsurvival.com, linked in the description, to get your long-term storable food with a 25-year shelf life in the imminent face of the controlled collapse of the supply chain. It has absolutely never been more important to stock up on long-term storable foods, especially before the postal services go down, then we will truly see a collapse of the supply chain. So act now, not later. Also check out rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Go get your apricot seeds, laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. And of course, come and join us in Acapulco, Mexico at Anarchapulco 2022. You could also sign up for online tickets. But nonetheless, you could go to our affiliate link linked below the video um, to get your tickets today. Wham 1776 is the coupon code, my friends. Go get your tickets today and help keep independent media alive. And of course, help keep yourself alive at the same time. This is a very difficult time to be alive. And we like to give back with our affiliates as, as all of you have done such an amazing job helping keep our independent media alive by sharing, liking, and supporting us. Thank you very much. All right, we're back. And um, we are going to go into some uh, further uh, further you know, um, predictions going forward into 2022. Uh, Tim, I wanted to, we'll, we'll get back to COVID in a bit, but I wanted to talk a little bit about this, the fake climate crisis. Um, it, there's no doubt that they're pushing towards some kind of cr a carbon credit future. They're, I don't know what they're going to do, use HARP or whatever in order to cause uh, some kind of weather catastrophe. But I really feel like it's in the playbook somewhere going forward um, just to further make us dependent on things like uh, FEMA. Um, what do you think? 
Yeah, and before I answer that, if I can just go you know, kind of right back before the break when you talked about the checkpoints, a lot of people aren't aware, especially if you don't live in the Southwest, that we already have internal checkpoints in America that have been going on for probably, you know, basically since, you know, Bush Jr. was in, or uh, W was in office. And so when I first moved to Arizona and was, you know, would drive to San Diego and back, you have to go through a DHS internal checkpoint. And back in the day, it was a lot more, uh, you know, onerous than it is today. And I actually had a gun pulled on me for refusing to comply with their questions because they asked if I was an American. And I'm like, listen, an American wouldn't have to tell you if they're an American. And then so you know, I wouldn't play ball, then boom, you know, uh, you know, M4 to the face. And then they just let me go. Um, and this was, you know, 2012. So, you know, I didn't, unfortunately, I think I had like a Blackberry and that was encrypted on there. So when I got rid of it, I couldn't like transfer that footage over because people were like, oh, prove it. You know, anyways, the thing is, I, they were setting the tape for this back then and it was always you know to catch the the muslim terrorists and it was always you know to catch somebody else but really you know the the purpose of this was for us was for yeah. you know the you know the the tax cattle and the sheep that are in there now going back to uh you know the fake climate crisis well well tim actually it, it's a perfect segue because the idea of stopping people from being able to travel um it, which is a basic fundamental uh freedom as is bodily autonomy um, it, it makes sense when you see places like China restricting people from driving certain times a week. Um, and that was based in so-called uh, the so-called climate catastrophe or the climate crisis. So it is a perfect segue into the idea of being able to not allow or not being allowed to drive more than like uh, three or four days a week. Yeah. And then let's, uh, you know, also not forget. So those of you listening and watching this right now is we're talking about internal travel in America. Like I didn't leave to go to Mexico and then come back. We're talking, I never left the country was going over to San Diego. And then like to this day, there are internal checkpoints and there's yeah. another one in Texas. So when I went to float fest last year to go to Austin. There was another one we had to pass. I think yeah, we you had and to I go through a couple one. as well. Yeah. Together. That was, yeah, that you was and I ridiculous. passed one near, uh, near tombstone. And meanwhile, which like, sucks because I'm Canadian, you know, I was the only American. Canadian. I was the only American in the car harboring all these, you know, Canadian <laughs> legal aliens now <laughs> uh, with like three of us. But, you know, getting back to your point of, you know, the carbon, uh, you know, the crisis, I'll use that in air quotes, is they, I mean, recently MasterCard announced that they want to, you know, track the effect of your purchases on what that effect that's going to have in the environment. And so eventually you're going to have a carbon allowance because everything, we are carbon-based life forms talking right now is emitting carbon, plants breathe carbon. And so if they can tax you on the carbon, they can tax you for breathing. I mean, they've already taken away our breath to begin with. And so it is the pretty much biggest scam. And it is really, you know, the whole enchilada of what they want to do. So now they're coming out with these ESG funds, or they're just labeling all these funds as ESG. So ESG is environmental, social, uh, corporate governance. And so these were, you know, all these companies are trying to be woke and, you know, how many, you know, purple haired uh, you know, black midgets, women, can we, trans midgets, can we hire to, uh, well, sorry, if you did get back on YouTube, we just get, I kicked right back off for that one. But, <laughs> but the thing is like we, John Snice and I recently did a report on this and there's something else that, you know, hasn't been really widely recovered, widely covered. And maybe you've covered it, but it was, I think I've only seen like Whitney Webb and James Corbett talk about this, but it's called a natural, can't remember if it's natural asset class or natural asset corporate. I think it's natural there's a natural asset class, which is going to be made up of natural asset corporations, where essentially it's the Rockefellers. I'm not just throwing that name out there. You can go to their own website or just watch a 20 minute report. We've done it, but it's the Rockefellers and the New York Stock Exchange. 
in partnership with this intrinsic exchange group. And essentially they're trying to put a quantifiable value on uh, basically the certain sectors of the environment. And then you're going to basically pay these carbon taxes and indulgences to uh, these natural asset companies. And so essentially the elite and the you know, ultra wealthy are going to have these large, vast plots of land and they're not going to have to pay. And then we're going to have to go pay for them. And then they're going to kick us off their own land to begin with. So, I mean, that's something that, and this is all on their own websites and they have like really highly produced videos on this. It's like two minutes long. And if you guys want to watch, you know, that video, but also this goes into the ESG because they have different funds. And so, you know, now, you know, a lot of people are familiar with BlackRock as, you know, the largest asset manager in the world. And so BlackRock has a lot of these ESG funds. And so if you're, you know, some fake, uh, you know, an environmentalist or fake liberal in California or San Francisco, and you want to say, oh, well, I've got all my money invested in ESG. And do you know that BlackRock's top uh, most, you know, sustainable ESG fund? Like, do you want to take a guess what their top holding is in that fund? It's Microsoft. It's not like it's it's not like it's some like great company for the environment. Twelve and a half percent of that fund is Microsoft. So then, boom, you know, there's you know Bill Gates once again, and then you know then the other companies in there are like Caterpillar and Home Depot and Newmont Mining. It's like like it's just as long as you're able to uh, you know hire enough uh, you know minorities and have enough ads and give enough money to Black Lives Matters, and it doesn't matter if you're actually environmental or not. And so it's all a scam. There's yeah. companies that are literally taking all of their funds and just labeling all of them is ESG. And so we're seeing this big push towards ESG, but it's all about people who could give, you know, two craps about the environment. It's it's people it's all a big money grab. I mean, even like Geo Griffin in his book Creature from Jekyll Island was essentially, you know, giving like the rough framework of this, you know, back when he wrote that way back when. And and as well with um uh with one of his first books, well his his first book back in I think uh 1959 or 1960 um second look at the united nations a fearful masters it's called he talked about how they'd use um environmental techniques at the united nations as well as economic techniques in order to enslave humanity and um i I wanted to point out as far as the climate thing goes i find it interesting that um the u.s government and other governments the israeli government and many others around the world help prop up gigantic oil companies in the turn of the 20th century beginning of the 20th century and um, utilize that in order to completely monopolize an industry, destroy, it's a long-term plan here. They uh, then destroyed um, all hemp um, farms and banned hemp. And, and they, you can make plastic out of, of hemp and you can make a million things out of hemp, fuel, et cetera. And then they criminalized it saying that it was similar to a drug, even though during World War II, they, they funded with uh, Liberty Bonds um, these, these farms, these, these hemp farms. Victory for hemp. Victory hemp for victory. hemp. Yeah, and then they, they ban it. And then you have this fake climate crisis. Um, and we end up seeing later on this push to ban straws. And there's carbon taxes in Canada and in Norway and other countries around the world. And it's hilarious because it's like, instead of banning hemp and monopolizing the oil companies, these same oil companies now are supporting these massive climate initiatives because it's a scheme. It's a scam. It's obvious. And, you know, I'm going from that, moving over from that to um, the supply chain issue. I believe that um, a big part of, for example, uh, social credit will be based in uh, carbon credits, will be based, based in vaccines, um, a social, your social media history, etc. And moving in from that, 
um, another part of dependence that we have is the supply chain. Um, I believe in 2022, we are going to see the supply chain get absolutely obliterated. And it's on purpose because people are paid more to stay at home um, than to work. And at the same time, they're firing everyone from their jobs for um, multitudes of reasons, but mostly not being vaccinated. Even though now in Canada, we saw a recent, uh, a recent story that said they are the government's mulling, letting people who just tested positive that day still um, work at their jobs as long as they're vaccinated. I mean, where is the science in this? I mean, first of all, most people that test positive aren't actually sick. But imagine if you like actually are, if you go with the germ theory idea, which I don't, but let's say you do, your nose is running, you're coughing, you're throwing up with the flu and you can work. But if you're unvaccinated and totally fine, you're a danger to everyone. I mean, it is absolutely insane at this point. But nonetheless, more importantly, what I was getting into, the supply chain. I think we're going to see the supply chain completely collapse and it'll push people into dependency because people will be forced to, because the grocery stores will be empty. People will be forced to be dependent on entities like FEMA. Um, and just like with the climate, the fake climate crisis, people are going to be dependent on the on things like FEMA. Um, people will willingly walk into camps if they can be fed and their family can be fed. And this could be a very big issue in 2022 because most people aren't prepared. That's why I sell the long term storable foods, because it's like, guys, if you aren't prepared for not being able to get anything from the grocery store, what are you going to grow and harvest a plant in your backyard in a day so that you can eat tomorrow? Like it doesn't make sense. People are in serious danger from this perspective. What do you think about the supply chain going forward and the agenda to collapse the supply chain? Yeah. I mean, the agenda is to, you know, eventually get everybody, you know, into some, well, eventually is to kill off as many people as possible and then have it not be tied back to the vaccine as some sort of uh, slow kill. But, you know, I just want to kind of go back. One thing I glossed over is talking about the Rockefellers is we got the Rockefellers who are behind the national asset corporations when they're the ones who are behind big oil. So we've got big oil. That's now the people that were behind Standard Oil who are now lecturing us about yeah. you know, how we should uh, you know behave. And then going back to hemp, there was a great book by Jack Herrera, which that's why there's a weed trade called Jack Herrera. A lot of people don't know this, but he wrote a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes. And basically it showed how the DuPont family had most of their investments in, in cotton. And you know the head of DuPont was also related to the head of the FBI, Henry J. Anslinger. And basically it was like their cousins or something like that. And then basically they created the Bureau of Narcotics to outlaw uh, marijuana, but really marijuana wasn't the target. It was always hemp. And so you basically have cotton to blame for why. Now that's a, obviously an extreme cliff notes version of that. But if anyone wants to call, call me out on that, I mean, just go read that book. It's all, it's all in there. But, you know, and actually the first Model T was actually made out of hemp and ran off of hemp. Um, and, and so that's, you know, part of the history that most people do not know. And that would be, you know, much better for the environment. But, you know, but the thing is, it's not about being better for the environment. It's not about making us healthier. It's about control and keeping like those ants in line, you know, to steal a uh, you know, line from the bug's life. But, you know, getting back to supply chain, they've just messed things up, you know, so greatly. I mean, everywhere. And just imagine if they, you know, couple this with, and not to like jump ahead, but with, you know, some sort of, you know, grid down situation or the internet goes down or, you know, the electrical grid goes down. And maybe we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later on, not to you know skip ahead too much, but 
you know, I don't really see how they're going to, you know, there's no like policy they can just implement to just, you know, snap their fingers and make things better. It's not like they can, you know, the Federal Reserve just can't print more money to help out with the supply chain. If anything, that's making it even worse. And if even if any of this build back better, uh, build back better bullshit ends up getting passed, that is only going to exacerbate the problem because we've already have inflation running higher than it basically it's run in our entire adult lives or entire lives, actually like going back over 40 years. And that's with rigged statistics. I wrote a whole book on how it's rigged in 2015 and how they do this stuff. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, and so, I mean, the real inflation rate is probably higher, probably like close to like 15% right now, not even seven. And so, which is crazy because if a 10 year treasury pays you 1.4, and inflation, let's say, is you know seven. Then I mean, you're you're basically guaranteed to lose you know about five and a half percent per year uh, under good type scenario. So there's no policy that they can implement. I mean, one thing they could do if they wanted to help things out would be to repeal the Jones Act, which you know basically prevents you know ships in America from uh, basically a lot of ships have to like go back and you know return empty, and there's all sorts yeah. of things that I mean that's it's a whole other you know complicated subject in itself but 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 in general i think they want i i think they definitely want the supply chain to collapse um so i don't think they're gonna they're they might do some temporary band-aids to make it look like they're doing something but i i think it's pretty much nonsense um i, I at the end of the day i think we are going to end up with a supply chain crisis one way or another i mean it's so unsustainable it's so old-fashioned the supply chain has is so outdated to begin with and on top of that um, it would just benefit the state so much for the supply chain to completely crumble at, at its foundation and force people into a desperate move. Bread lines. We're already seeing that in Australia. There's lineups of socially distanced people, to quote that complete oxymoron, um, lined up down the street for, for food. Um, and they're only allocated a certain amount of food. And the government would love that. I mean, that goes back to Soil and Green, the film. It would absolutely love to completely allocate how much food each person has, what food it is that they're eating. And that also goes to Bill Gates's vaccine foods that he's been working on very publicly. You can see posts out of the National Post, et cetera, where they talk about how Bill Gates is developing companies where they um, create mRNA fruits and vegetables. And then people are like he owns more farmland than anyone else in the United States. It makes so much sense that in the supply chain crisis, they'll just end up with these poisonous foods and, and it's the only way they'll be able to eat. So it'll be like getting vaccinated just to eat. And that will further depopulate the world going into uh, Agenda 2030, uh, killing people off by 2030. But I also wanted to mention... Wait, wait, what, 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 what year What year does Toilet Green take place? Uh, I don't know. This is a good trivia question. When? 2022. Boom. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, lo look at um, Back to the Future. It takes place in 2018 and Trump is president. Um, and then uh, a V for Vendetta takes place in 2020 where there's a quarantine due to a, a plague and everyone's forced to stay home and then everyone comes out with masks on. And then Mad Max takes place in 2021. Now, because of our failure to really stand up more so than um, we like, we really people haven't really stood up as much as they should. Um, we aren't quite in Mad Max territory like uh, electronic civil war yet, but we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. So now 2022 soil and green. Damn, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Uh, all right. Well, but pointing that out, though, going forward, I mean, it makes perfect sense to segue into inflation. Um, 
I, I believe that inflation will skyrocket and it'll be blamed on business owners, which is obviously economically devoid. But the point is, that's what they will do. They are they're already doing that. Um, Jen Pizaki, uh recently said that um, if you don't go and buy things, you won't notice inflation. Oh, well, that's convenient. I'll just not buy things <laughs> like it, it, first. They're like it's transitory. Second, they said, oh, well, it's only like chicken and beef. And then they're like, yeah, we were in an inflation crisis, but you know, just but then, then, then it was, a, then it was, it's good. Yeah. It's here, but it's good for you. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it shows competition. That's what they said. Like with, with China, China was always competing by um, having insane amounts of printing. Uh, like they would print and they would be competitive. And well, this is coming while the dollar has been getting stronger relative to other, uh, obviously not relative to Bitcoin, but relative to other fiat currencies, the dollar has actually has strengthened throughout all this yeah. over the past couple of years, which is actually what I said at, at there was an Anarchapoco, like all speaker Q&A in February, 2020. And I had actually said, you know, what was going to, they had asked what's going to happen during the next financial crisis to Bitcoin. I said, well, I would, I'm like, this is not going to be a popular answer, but I would actually expect Bitcoin to probably lose anywhere from like 50 to 80%. But then again, this is February, 2020. And then I would then expect, uh, you know, a massive amount of money printing by the fed to then probably get it up to like maybe 50,000. Um, and that's the exact number that I used, which I guess I underestimated that. And then I would actually expect the dollar to get stronger because people would always do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And so people didn't want to hear that and, uh, you know, pretty much got booed off stage, but the dollar has gotten stronger. And I'm not saying like I, like I've been buying Bitcoin and buying ammo and buying food and buying, you know, trying to get ahead of all this stuff, but you know, there's no magic button solution, but just imagine how much worse it's going to get when all of a sudden, you know, the dollar loses reserve currency status. I, I don't think it's going to happen next year. I mean, I, I think this is more, no. but the thing is, whether it happens next year or five years from now, you right. should be preparing today. Well, because- I do want to point out, I mean, like they, they've made it pretty clear that 2025 seems to be the target year for that, for this to happen. Um, and a lot can happen between now and 2025 where we can see the dollar completely be obliterated and we'll still use it, but they'll shift over this, to the special drawing rights um, and it'll probably be based on the yuan or something like that, but it'll definitely be a digital currency, which we'll go into in a bit because that's something I also want to go into further. But but I do think there's no doubt about it that we are going to face a vast level of infl- inflation, the likes of which we've never seen before in the United States in the next year. And we are are seeing what happened in Turkey like three years ago in the United States today, which gives you kind of a time test because we talked about Turkey years ago and, and predicted that the lira would be one of the first major currencies to start collapsing. I actually did a video with you and John Snyson back, I believe, in like, man, uh, 2018, 20, early 2019 about the lira. And literally exactly what we said would happen to the lira has happened now. And I do believe this will transfer in many ways. We're seeing the beginning signs of what will happen eventually in the United States. Now, the U.S. is a world reserve currency. So, yes, if it goes down, it'll be traumatic to most of the world. But at the same time, I don't think we're going to see it fall at the same rate that we see the lira. It will eventually get there, but I don't think it'll be as quick to fall because it still has the backing of militaries around the world. And while I do think the U.S. dollar will fail, I also think that it's we can't get too dramatic here. It's not going to be hyperinflation in I think other currencies will fail first and you're going to see dominoes and and actually the the lira is actually down the Turkish lira is down 40% year to date and I think it was down 6% today 
yeah. <laughs> or you know, just there's, there's articles on this right now. The government so you're gonna said see, they didn't want Bitcoin, by the way, a couple months ago. Boom. Yeah, so you're gonna see like all these other you know bullshit currencies that you know from these third world countries. Not not that Turkey's a third world country, but they're going to Turkey's start. Turkey's one you know, of the richest countries in the world, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't pointing. I'm just yeah. you know, there's obviously a lot of other dog shit right. currencies that are even worse than the dollar. You know, imagine that. And so you're, they're going to consolidate around you know like probably the dollar and the Chinese yuan, which will actually strengthen those. Which sounds you know sort of counterintuitive, but then eventually the dollar's day will have it. And I think it's like page 72 or 74 in Klaus Schwab's The Great Reset. There's an entire chapter called The Fate of the Dollar and how it's an exorbitant privilege for the dollar to remain the world reserve currency. And it's and you've got some of the biggest names out there, like whether it's like Ray Dalio or uh, Jeffrey Gundelach, you know, talking, basically sounding like us. Um, and, when, and these are some of the biggest, you know, asset managers in the world. Like Dalio is the largest head fund manager in the world and Gundelach is known as the bond king. And so you've got the guy that's the bond king talking about how bonds are basically terrible investments and how the U.S. is on trying to do everything they can to lose uh, the lose basically the dollar as world reserve status. And so for the average American's way of life, the only reason we really have it so good, you know, if you count this as, you know, being good, which it is, you know, relative to a lot of other places is because we are the world reserve currency. So there's an artificial demand for the US dollar. And so eventually that is going to end. And, you know, and it's just absolutely crazy that, I mean, Biden thinks the best thing to do for this is to pass. I mean, he's like, oh, and him and Janet Yellen are like, oh, if we don't pass, you know, the $3.5 trillion build back better, we're not going to get tame inflation. And so, I mean, it's the dumbest thing possible yeah. to think that, you know, spending another three and a half trillion dollars that you don't have is going to help inflation. I mean, I, I couldn't think of anything uh, more idiotic than that statement. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Um, we are going to get into false flags, vaccines, journalism, Assange, the Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell trials um, and freedom cells um, in this video. But let's segue from the inflation issue into the digital currencies of the world, because we're obviously moving towards a um, centrally planned global digital currency. We've talked about the Amero before. Um, the Bank of Canada put out papers years ago saying that they wanted to um, replace Bitcoin and destroy Bitcoin with a new global, um, uh, a globally uh, interoperable um, digital currency. That and and again, this ties to something that's gone way back: the creation of the Trilateral Commission by Zbigniew Brzezinski under Carter. The whole idea was to create a technocratic superstate attached to, um, in a digital nature, to things like. Uh, uh, you know, um, social credit, uh, digital currency, and being able to control a supply chain with said digital system, and basically control everyone's movements, taxes, everything. It would basically look like Logan's run, in a way, where everything is safe because it's in the dome, but it's also the government is there to protect you, but they also kill you when uh, you step out of line or if you... Um, uh, decide to live past the age of 30 in the case of that film. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I believe in 2022 cryptocurrencies, by the way, I, the the whole crypto situation right now, the bull market makes absolutely no sense at all. It's not supposed to. This is a very different time. We're seeing adoption. But I do think in 2022, we are going to see crypto continue to skyrocket beyond belief. Uh, a lot of that will be um, combined with the issue of inflation. But also, I think we're going to, going to see a competitive market between um, decentralized cryptocurrencies, privacy coins, the most important one to defend yourself against technocracy in this case. Um, versus 
these globalist central bank digital currencies that they're clearly creating in order to create a vast technocratic um, web of social credit going forward. Um, what do you think? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny that like everything you were just mentioning, you're mentioning, you know, about, you know, a technocratic takeover and CBDCs. Well, uh, you know, our good friend Ernest Hancock at Freedom's Phoenix recently came out with an actual like actual like newspaper with a lot of big names in there somehow you know I snuck in there but you know we have James Corbett you know, people like like James Corbett was in there and uh, you know John and I are in there and like Jacob Hornberger uh, you know uh, what's the name I'm trying to think of Larkin Rose Karen Katowski but my article is titled it won't happen all at once but it will happen overnight CBDCs and the coming technocratic takeover and I do have quotes in here from Zbigniew Brzezinski so it's funny that basically everything that you're just talking and you didn't even know this that so no. that like <laughs> what my article was titled so it's just funny how much we're on the same page with all this stuff but you know the biggest thing that I've been uh you know for lack of a word we're bitching about this entire year has been central bank digital currencies it's been the number one thing because I saw how this was going to be tied into a social credit score but the social credit score was it was going to usher that in and was going to be the medical uh vaccine passport and so a lot of people that don't have their eyes on the prize on what's going on um are probably are woefully unaware of this and if you go back to the first cares act of you know may 2020 the original uh, bill that was put forward by Maxine Waters actually called for your $1,200 payment to be made through a, a central bank digital currency. And that was basically a trial balloon. And now I've got things, I've put out a ton of videos on this. So, uh, you know, if you guys want to go to my channel and I actually, I'm still on YouTube and funny enough, I've been at 2,999 subscribers for like about six or seven months here. So if like one person wants to subscribe to put me over 3,000, they won't let me go over that, but you guys should yeah a bit shoot and odyssey and other places but uh you know that's besides the point but essentially like what they're like there's the digital dollar foundation the digital dollar project where the company accenture is basically launching test pilots uh there's the atlantic council is putting out a cbdc tracker and i think off the top of my head there was 110 different uh currency blocks that are either in exploration phase or um you know an implementation phase of a central bank digital currency and that that represents over 90 percent of the world's gdp obviously you know china was already starting to china was already starting to roll this out last year where um you know they're giving people and people are just such horrors i mean like they're willing to sign up for this for the opportunity to win like free laundry for a year and like twenty dollars i mean so i mean if you're going to be a hoe you might as well be an expensive hoe and like people are whoring themselves out for free fucking laundry getting done for the year like it's just like you don't even have to for money that they printed up out of nowhere well they so, made people you know, desperate though i mean that's one of the things too they've, they've forced people into this um level of desperation where they whore themselves off to whatever they can get i mean honestly it's it's a matter of people only care about comfort uh, fear is a big part of it for sure but i think a big part of it is social ostracization which is kind of bringing me into my next point here with, with social credit is that we already have social credit we always have had social credit now it's been weaponized so for example um if you had social media for the last several years um, the IMF has said that they're going to use your Google search history going back to 1996 as your social credit score. Now, a lot of people are going, uh oh, but you know, that's not good. But, but on top of that, like 1996, like seriously, like not people weren't as smart about what they were doing back in 1996 on the internet. But uh, with that said, um, one of the things I do believe is, is a case is that people become 
um, enslaved by social media in such a way that if if they they all they care about is likes and shares on a post by the crowd, they want to be supported by the crowd, and they they self censor as well. All of that carries on into real life. So they self censor when having a conversation in real life. They don't tell the whole truth because they don't want to be socially ostracized. They want to be comfortable in their social order. So they want to do whatever they can to be popular. And so instead of likes on on social media in real life, they get liked by other people, by the crowd. That's why we see everyone just go along with the crowd. It's a matter of comfort. And that will carry on to people's bank accounts with social credit. That'll carry on to people's um, ability to go into stores and restaurants um, with their social credit. Carbon credits, because you can't kill the planet. You're one of the bad guys and we're good. So you got to start like being more carbon neutral. Um, and it's a war on humanity because we are carbon beings. So basically, it's just a, it's attack. It's basically a biblical attack on individuals. It's very spiritual. I wanted to point out that Timpachote is a certified financial planner. You could find the link to um, his website below, libertyadvisor.com. It's all linked in the description of this video. Go check that out. And if you want to become a client and you're in the United States, um, make sure to go and sign up for that and tell them um, that we sent you. I want to get out of the financial issue right now, Tim, but I have one more thing that I kind of wanted to um, talk a bit about because this video obviously is going full on Joe Rogan type podcast. Uh, format here. So, um, and I will be posting it probably on Spotify and some other places, by the way, um, go look for it on there. But I wanted to talk about mortgages because I believe that uh, more people in 2022 will default on their mortgages, allowing property reallocation by the government. This has been an agenda for a long time coming. Basically, the idea is that um, you give people moratoriums on their homes because you take away their money and make it impossible for them to afford to afford their home or rent or whatever it might be. And then eventually, instead of the government taking your home uh, or the banks taking your home um, by defaulting on your mortgage, the government will give you your house for free. It'll be this gift from the government. The government takes everything away from you and then gives it back at, at the price. The price is your freedom. And that would be the perfect move into full on collectivist communistic uh, property reallocation. I think we're going to see the beginning signs of that in 2022. What do you think? I mean, the, the tricky part is, you know, what the government intervention is going to, you know, delay, you know, the day of reckoning. And I mean, actually, the root word of like mortgage going back to French is actually death contract. Yeah. And so if you and, and I actually do advise that people do take out mortgages because, I mean, if you're able to get a mortgage at like two point whatever percent or three percent and the real rate of inflation, I mean, at least in houses over here I mean, in Phoenix, I mean, I mean, I think the housing prices have probably gone like 30, 40% in the past year yeah. to say, which is not good for me because I thought it was going to crash and uh, I was renting month to month. So, you know, I'm sort of uh, like hoping things, you know, kind of go back to normal, um, normal meaning like an actual free market. But the thing is, you know, we had Klaus Schwab saying, you know, you will own nothing uh, and be happy. But, you know, I think the flip side of that is they will own everything and we're going to pay for it. And yeah. so, not necessarily like we, but uh, you know, I think the the goal is to basically create a renting society where you know BlackRock and Blackstone are going to be the the major companies that come in and start buying up, not start buying up, you know, continue buying up everything, and we're just going to rent. Actually, my actual because I'm I'm renting month to month, I'm not in my apartment 
place right now, but uh, BlackRock actually owns my place. And so it just, but there's like another holding company. But if you trace that back, because I did it recently, I'm like, damn it, these guys are every, everywhere. And then the place in the office I used to rent years ago, I traced it back through different companies. I'm like, oh, freaking Goldman Sachs owns that. And then I, you know, I got rid of that one. Um, but they want to go Larry Fink. But just, but just imagine, because like if you were to have the foresight like we did in uh, you know March of 2020 and thinking this was going to last at least 18 months, which you know we were pretty much demonized for that, uh, you know, would you think if you had a worldwide you know pandemic or you know pandemic that's going on and everyone's shut down and locked down and supply chain crises that then housing would go up 40 percent? So if you're in a pandemic, how the fuck does housing prices go up like 40 percent if you're supposedly in this big worldwide die-off? Like, shouldn't there be uh, supply and demand if you have less? Uh, you know, less people out there demanding things because they're supposedly dead, then shouldn't the uh, natural order things have the prices go down? So, yeah. but the thing is the government didn't let people default. And so actually it's like the CDC somehow usurped authority to then not let people foreclose on homes. And so that is one thing that is, um, and so, I th so maybe it's like, hey, you know, we'll, you default on the, I mean, the Fed already owns, you know, most of the more like all the new mortgage bonds that are, you know, being created. They were buying the past year $120 billion a month. Um, and I forgot the exact amount that was in mortgages, but it was, you know, probably about half of it. The rest was in treasuries. Now I think sort of next month they're gonna be down to like 75 billion as part of their taper. I bet as part of um, you know, as part of another economic prediction, there is no way in hell they raise rates three times next year and three times the following year as they recently, uh, I mean, you guys, gonna, you guys couldn't really raise rates more than a few times during the greatest economy ever in the history of the world, but now they're going to raise rates. Now, I will preface that with, they might be able to raise them three times. However, the actual rate of your real rate of return or uh, the rate of inflation will actually the negative your real yield in that bond will, will still be more negative. So right now, right. if you're getting, you know, about a negative five and a half percent yield, maybe they raise it three times, but then the real inflation rate that they not by real, I mean the government, you know, bullshit version of it. Let's say that's 10% and they raise it to two. Okay, well, now you're getting negative eight. So the yeah. rates went higher, but you're still we still have essentially a negative eight percent interest rate. So that's the only mm -hmm. caveat I'll make on that, because these are all like very fine nuanced type issues. Um, but yeah, the mortgage one is tough. I mean, I'm personally, I'm, you know, once I do my taxes and I can, you know, get a bigger place, I'm probably going to then, you know, look for some bug out property first, uh, you know, because I think it's just important to survive this. And then maybe I'll go back and looking for a place in Phoenix. But I think we're close enough to the event horizon that, you know, if I'm a couple years early on this, uh, you know, because I just hate, you know, having rented the past couple of years and then all of a sudden, you know, try to buy into this, this market. But, you know, if right. you keep printing all the money and you keep, you know, not letting people default on homes and, you know, who knows? Now I, I did the first go around, I nailed it and bought within a month of the market low and moved from New York to Phoenix and timed it perfectly. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just, uh, you know, you can't time everything perfectly because you got to time it, you know, twice, once on the way down or once right. on the way up. And so, you know, right now the mortgages are so low uh, that they're basically giving away, you know, free housing, uh, you know, essentially in terms of what the interest rate is and the cost of money. And so that is distorting things, you know, quite a bit and people are wanting to buy real things. And so maybe they're not, I saw an article recently that, um, a lot of the millionaires are not really trying to buy more into this everything bubble. Um, and I also saw another article that it was like 83% of, uh, millennial millionaires own crypto. And so, uh, whereas it was only like four or 5% for the boomers. And so it's just, you know, that is where things are going more towards crypto, but they've got to demonize crypto, uh, to then have you go to the government version of crypto. I think, and, right. and we saw, what was it? The, uh, the JBS 
uh, or the colonial pipeline attack, or then yeah. the, the hackers wanted to, you know, get ransom in Bitcoin, and then they put it on a, uh, you know, a, a, they put it, you know, a, a Coinbase or something like that, right, and then, right. You know, and then 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 all the stories were, oh, the government, you know, was able to take back the Bitcoin, uh, and in all these articles, but uh, yeah, oh, it, absolutely, it, I I do think that it, it, we're going to see a massive move to privacy coins in 2022, um, and I'm really excited to see it because I think it's overdue. Uh, things like Monero are probably going to blow up. I, I believe that we're probably going to see a lot of people moving into things like Epic Cash on Mimblewimble because it's a newer version, uh, a newer protocol that um, is very efficient. Uh, things like Light Cash, um, and and we're seeing we're seeing like this birth of a new generation of privacy coins, which are going to help a lot of people try and stay off the official grid, uh, stay away from being tracked and traced. Um, I want to talk about false flags here. Uh, I urge people, though, to check the links below and join our Telegram group, World Alternative Media, and our Telegram channel, World Alternative Media Announcements. I wanted to throw that out there into the video. Um, I want to move on to uh, the issue of false flag attacks, because back in 2019, I went to the Notre Dame Cathedral. It was less than one month after it had burned down. And I remember saying at the time, um, this will end and the massive um, yellow vest protest. This was a false flag they needed in order to get everyone to suddenly come together artificially to um, support this new world order. Um, and people said at the time, no, it's not that big. It's not a big enough issue. It actually was. It did exactly that. And I went back a couple months ago to the Notre Dame Cathedral. No tests, no jabs, by the way. Um, and did a uh, another video updating exactly how that is exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> after that, the Yellow Vest protest completely ended. Everyone was basically uh, pushed into compliance. And we're only we only started seeing the return of major protests in the last year to the extent that we I mean, we've seen unbelievable protests. I reported a few months ago in um, Amsterdam on a protest with allegedly 250,000 people. That would be 30 percent of Amsterdam's population. And now 80 percent are so-called vaccinated there. I don't believe that, but that's what they say. But even still, most of the crowd was vaccinated and there was just against the force of it, which was a beautiful thing to see. The police were leading the march and then they pushed vaccine mandates within one week of that protest, nonetheless. So I don't think protests are the way to go, but I do think that we should continue to be loud. Now, I do believe that we're going to see another massive false flag attack, whether it's a terrorist attack, so-called terrorist attack, whether it is a country going to war with another country that they're both basically on the same page, but they want to cause conflict, whether it be um, some kind of bioweapon hazard situation of some kind or it maybe it is the grid completely collapsing, as um, you alluded to earlier, Tim, I think uh, we will very likely see the collapse of um, the grid, at least for a couple of days, maybe even only a day, because I don't think it, for the Internet of things to work, they can't have the grid go down permanently, though I do believe that they will co probably come out with a Chinese style censored grid eventually and try at least attempt to replace the current um, uh, grid that we see today. Now, I don't think they'll be necessarily successful at doing that, but I do think that they'll try. Um, what do you think as far as major false flag attacks, whether the internet goes down or the grid goes down? Can you see something major like that happening at some point in 2022? It seems inevitable. 
Well, uh, I mean, two weeks ago, and right now I'm reading from the Epoch Times, but it showed that Israel's finance minister leads 10 countries in simulation of cyber attack on global financial system. The Israeli minister of finance hosted a simulation of a major cyber attack on the global financial system on December 9th in a multinational security exercise called Collective Strength. Collective strength, so you know, collectivism versus individualism, which involved representatives from 10 countries as well as some international financial agencies. And so we've got that. Then we had July Operation Cyber Polygon, where they were, you know, wargaming this out. I already mentioned the JBS, uh, you know, and Colonial Pipeline attacks that they had. So they're definitely, you know, putting this out there as one of their cards because they need to. Um, the and I, I believe it was you know David Ike when we were at uh, Anarchapoco one one year when he gave a presentation and he said if you can if you know the destination then basically you can see the journey and you know one of the intermediate destinations is getting everybody on a CBDC and so if right. you crash the financial system uh, and you rug pull things uh, with you know the altcoin the shitcoin known as a dollar then essentially what you're doing is maybe because it's not really because people always focus on the stock market, but the bond market is actually a much bigger enchilada than the stock market. And really what was going on with the pandemic and and uh, Etienne de la Boutier and I uh, recently did a video that will be out, you know, probably in a few days on this where, you know, the pandemic was essentially a financial cover up, you know, going back to like the repo crisis of, you know, late 2019. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, you know, COVID hits. And now the Federal Reserve takes on trillions of dollars, taking actual junk bonds from BlackRock and putting it on their balance sheet at 100 cents in the dollar and giving BlackRock a commission for doing so. And so I think it was to sort of shore up these companies. But then ultimately, when the global financial system crashes and let's say you, somebody has, you know, half a million dollars in bonds to say, oh, well, if you want to get the value back in your bonds, you know, here's the CBDC, but first we got to run your social credit. Or, so the goal is to get people on the CBDC. And so whether they do it through, you know, a smallpox attack, letting people down, whether they do it through, uh, you know, what the Israel finance minister is, you know, collective strength, what they're up to, whether it's, you know, Operation Cyber Polygon, or, I mean, they're going to throw a lot of things at this. I mean, now you're, I think even Rogan was, you know, reposting stuff the other day. And I think it was actually Tim Poole that had sent it to him on Twitter where, but it was, uh, you know, asking NASA was asking all these different like theologians about, you know, what the public's reactions to aliens would be. So, I mean, that's something they keep, you know, seeding out there into the public. And we're, we're just reporting on what they are putting out there. So we're, we're not like trying to run around with tinfoil hats here. Uh, I mean, I love the tinfoil hat podcast, but I mean, what we, but we're just talking about what is actually out there and, and what they are trying to plan. And so, uh, I mean, you even had Paul Krugman going back, I think it was 2009 saying, uh, you know, we need to, need to pretend there's a big alien attack because then people would have no aversion to spending as much money as possible. And so part of this spending as much money as possible is getting everything, you know, ESG. And it doesn't matter if it actually helps as long as you have the perception that you're helping or you're trying to help. Uh, then that's all they really care about. They don't give a shit about helping people. They just want to make the perception that they're helping people. But, you know, the help right. is going to come, you know, in the safety of us, you know, being in a cage or FEMA camp. And, you know, I got to say with Jesse Ventura's uh, uh, you know, conspiracy theory show he had years back. They the only episode that they pulled was the FEMA camp episode, and they actually took it from people's like DVRs at the time, mine included. Uh, and which then only then Streisand affected it, and made more people even want to watch that. Too bad Jesse Ventura fell so pathetically yeah. from um, where he was. He, I, I swear, he's like on meth now or something. It's so, it's super like crazy, it's sad. Uh, but he was an actor and a Navy SEAL and a governor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I wanted to, I do think that one of the false flags as well that we're seeing right now already take place with the fake Omicron moronic virus that doesn't actually exist and has never been not only isolated, but it's also like there's literally 
no evidence that exists. There's no test to test for it. It's a, a completely absurd. And um, even based on what the official standard is, um, people who got the Pfizer um, death jab uh, clot shot, um, it, the people who got the Pfizer one got uh, a 75 or 76.5 percent higher likelihood of getting sick than people who didn't get jabbed. And then Moderna was like 35% higher risk of being sick if you got it than if you didn't get it. I mean, like in general, just sick, like whatever you want to call it, uh, moronic virus, Omicron, Delta plus members reward plan variant, whatever it might be. The fact is, if, if you um, are more likely to get sick if you get the jab, I don't know what more I could possibly tell people. Like seriously, like even the official stats are saying that. Uh, the uh, Dan Danish government recently came out with a study that broke that down. The Israeli government, which is easily one of the most evil entities in the world, even themselves uh, came out with a study that showed that. Um, the University of California came out with a study showing how it affects children and kills children and gives them heart attacks. But let's just ignore that and follow the science, quote unquote, science of the constantly changing narrative that uh, Walensky and Fauci and Bill Gates are pushing. A bunch of frauds who said they never said the, the vaccine was going to to stop the virus. And I did a video recently, which I urge everyone to go uh, check out called The Narrative is Collapsing, where I literally show clips, like dozens of clips of them literally saying, if you get the vaccine, you won't get sick. The virus will stop right there and it won't spread. It, it won't carry on from there. And then I mashed that with a video of Fauci literally saying, people who have the, the vaccine and people who don't have the vaccine have the same viral load in their nostrils. It's like, are, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I also urge people to go and check out my recent interview with Dr. Andrew Kaufman, which we break down the germ theory versus terrain theory thing. Uh, to a yeah, that was a great, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah. It, I really, I really enjoy having him on. I'm going to have him on again sometime soon. Um, so check that out on BitChute Odyssey Rumble Bright and TV. Anyway, I wanted to talk about um, what I think is definitely going to happen in 2022, and we're already seeing it now, is vast illness blamed on unvaccinated, followed by mandatory vaccination and fine and imprisonment. Um, we're already seeing in places like Austria, people who don't get the vaccine are being fined 14 and up, ages 14 and up, are being fined $4,000 US dollars equivalent a month. You're not people aren't even making that much and with inflation with um people being kicked out of their jobs and then being banned from welfare in many countries if they're not vaccinated in places like nigeria they're taking away people's bank accounts which will definitely come to a place near you very soon it's it, it's inevitable no matter what the government says or does if the banks say you can't have money people are going to panic um i definitely i i 100 believe with autoimmune disorders over the winter um not to mention the heart attacks um cancer shingles uh miscarriages etc the autoimmune disorders will lead to people who get the flu and the cold getting way sicker because of the jab and they'll just keep injecting themselves with more and more and eventually kill themselves but the point is it will be blamed on the unvaccinated and they will have the justification to put people in camps they'll have the justification to find people like they are in austria and like they're trying to do under Draghi in italy um and like they're trying to do in britain as well they are going for the throat in 2022 there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that we are going to face the most tyrannical year in history um december of 2019 i did a video i believe is december 28th 2019 i did a video saying 2020 will be the most tyrannical year ever they will go for one of the biggest false flags in history and guess what they did and I said 2021 would be the most tyrannical year in history. And guess what? It was. And I'm saying 2022 will be the most 
um, tyrannical year in history, and it will be. Um, no one believed me when I said they'd lock down in January 2020. No one believed me when I said they'd have vaccine mandates in January 2020. No one believed me when I said they'd eventually put people in quarantine camps, and they freaking did. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Millions of people also warned. I know you did as well, Tim. We all tried to warn people and no one listened. And this is, I believe, the biggest false flag we're watching um, come down the pipeline going into 2022 is blaming unvaccinated for the illness of the vaccinated, which we're seeing the number one rate in the hospital is vaccinated people. The unvaccinated people in the hospital are like there with broken legs and stuff. I mean, it's, it, it's insane. What do you think about the false flag of vaccines going into the year 2022? I mean, I think that's a pretty easy prediction. Like, you know, we're going to stick, uh, you know, some like uh, some water in the fridge and it's going to get colder. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, that's, it's just so obvious that they're yeah. going to, you know, blame the unvaccinated, uh, you know, for, you know, and I've got, you know, some great material behind me from learnthewrist.org. If people want to go there and check out, um, you know, some of the great work they do over there at trying to wake people up to this, but it's so obvious that they're going to blame that we're, the thing is we're the ones who are going to get blamed for this. And then they're going to, and, and, you, what you, and one thing you didn't point out with Austria is that they're going to find, if you don't pay your fine by February, they're going to put you in jail for a year. And so, I mean, it just absolutely disgusts me where, you know, I've got Italian heritage that's basically a former, that used to be former Austria, like basically up in the Tyrol mountains. And so to see, you know, my former people of, you know, Austria and Italy and Germany, like, like all just having these tyrannical lockdowns just makes me absolutely sick. But, you know, there, but it isn't all like doom and gloom because I actually 2021, well, aside from you and I getting, uh, you know, jumped at the bar uh, and, you know. <laughs> in a very tricky situation, which you guys can check that video out on Josh's channel uh, as a recap of that. Other than that, it was probably one of the best years of my life. And I was also off social media. So I got off social media, got off Facebook and, uh, you know, never seen my business do better, never, you know, had more you know mental clarity. And so, you know, I don't want to make this like a whole Debbie Downer thing because, you know, millions of people are waking up to the scam. Just the problem is, like people woke were waking up like during Trump, except that they then took, you know, like the collective hive of, you know, the sentient being of basically, you know, Google and knowing where the where everybody was going. And they used that to then launch a false flag, in my opinion, which was QAnon to that not maybe false flag, but, you know, a psyop and QAnon to then divert people who were on the right track to the wrong track. Yeah. And then we then get kicked off YouTube uh, the same day as all the QAnoners, even though we were calling it out. And well, the thing Tim, is, that was one of the well. things that was like totally crazy about early 2019 when I interviewed David Ike uh, debunking QAnon and my video, I went from 45 to 65,000 views per video and doing three to five a day to the viewership overnight after that video dropping to 2,500 views per video. And they banned me from any of the side panels where 72% of all views come from on YouTube. And at that time, they were only putting QAnon videos on the side panel to prop them up. And then they felt like they were a victim later when they got pulled down and I got pulled down with them. And that's total irony. And it, it's always pissed me off because I'm like, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of those people. I didn't fall down that obvious psyop. I've been in the conspiracy community since 2006. I, I know better than that. But nonetheless, uh, carry on. Sorry, it's just so uh, it just pissed me off. Yeah, and, and thanks for inviting me on as a correspondent. Like basically the week after that, so <laughs> week, the week before the week before um, yeah. the first video we did together got like eighty thousand views, and then the second video we did together got like twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, this guy sucks. But so, uh, <laughs> so, but the thing is. I think recently with Trump coming out and saying that, you know, he's, you know, for the booster and for the jab and then like 
disparaging the people that are booing him with that thing with Bill O'Reilly, that that actually, I think that is sort of like a watershed moment to help wake people up to the left-right paradigm because a lot of people just thought like Trump has answered all this. And I will say, lay quite a bit of blame. Uh, and this is a person who helped wake me up to a lot of things. But, you know, Alex Jones was just so heavy into Trump for so long. And now he's, you know, coming out against Trump. And, and so, you know, having that massive audience and, and the people that he influenced is, uh, you know, in the media, you know, coming out against Trump or at least trying to then point where he's obviously wrong. So he's either, uh, I forgot how, what the words Alex Jones said, but, you know, he's either, you know, the most evil man in history or, or a complete idiot. Uh, and so I, th I think that Trump thinks that he was doing well, maybe, or, you know, it doesn't even matter at this point. It's, it's a, we are way beyond Trump. Anyone, I mean, the, the proof was in the pudding basically day one, looking at who he surrounded himself with and the fact he put in Jerome Powell at the Fed who was nominated to the Board of Governors by Obama, who was then retained by fucking Joe Biden. So, I mean, there you go. And the thing is, that was, uh, you know, the day he did that was the day I was off the Trump train, uh, you know, because I, I did think that, you know, hey, there was, I'm willing to take a flyer on this, but, you know, I'm not just going to, you know, be a team player for, you know, for the sake of, oh, man, it's Trump. And I lost a lot of, uh, you know, took a lot of heat for that. But, you know, we there are good news coming out because tons of people are waking up. I'm just worried that they're going to psyop them into something else or the people who are just now in the game for the last year or two, uh, you know, not to say like you shouldn't really take anything anyone is saying, uh, which is how we knew QAnon was a false was a side to begin with. Is right. it was all always trust the plan. My initials are are TTP, trust the plan. Yeah, I'm like, no, yeah. you cannot trust the plan. You always got to do your own research, verify. Look, it was so I, I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer myself, but I and I know people are are definitely going to wake up in large numbers in 2022, uh, as they have in 2021 and 2020. They've been forced into it, but at the same time, like I I just want to be realistic here because I think hopium is a very dangerous drug, and I think um and James Corbett has a good bit on that, a good video on hopium. I think we need to like face the music that this is going to get worse before it gets better. I do believe it will get better. I just think it's going to get a lot worse first. And 2022 happens to be in the middle of this. And I, I, there's no way between now and 2025 that there's going to be some magical miracle where the government's like, oh, we're just going to stop enslaving humanity now. Like, uh, no, they, they got the allowance. Everyone's letting them do it. We have us bitching on, on the internet, which I think is important and helps mobilize people. But at the same time, like the reality is it's like we can talk about it, but like, is anyone going to do anything about it? I mean, the best thing that people could do is just disobey. But I, I, it, I just have a really hard time with this going forward. I, I think like one of the things I wanted to say next as one of my predictions for 2022 is that journalism will be further attacked because we're clearly seeing them pushing for new restrictions, new censorship online. Float.app just got attacked basically by Google. Google said, we're going to take you off the app store and, and basically ban people from seeing you guys, a major social media app, um, if, if you don't censor your users. And they said, well, we're not censoring our users, so you can take a hike. And of course, Google shut them down. And we had years ago, I remember again, and I, when I confronted Justin Trudeau back in 2017 um, at a press conference, um, the government came up to me with questions and said, you could ask one of these five questions. And I remember saying at the time, and everyone thought it was conspiracy theory. I have a video of them doing this. 
and um, all the mainstream medias took the questions and I didn't. And the security grabbed me by the throat, threw me to the ground. Within two months, um, Trudeau put out his approved list of medias that he supports and, and bailed them out because they were all failing with hundreds of millions of dollars. It was like um, $600 million dollars or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, including like CBC News, which is already state run and funded by taxpayers and no one even watches it. Like I was getting more viewers than CBC News, a state run media, and they didn't like that. While he put out a list of bad medias that are probably funded by Russia or something like that, just, you know, the nonsense that they usually put out. I think that we are going to see a lot more of this going forward um, as they literally are um, pressing hate crime charges in many countries around the world on independent medias that dare to speak out. They're going after them in Britain. They're going after them in Germany, as they have for a long time. In Germany, regardless of where you're at in this, like no one's allowed to say basic things in the media like ever question anything that ever that had anything to do with the history of germany i'll just put it that way if anyone ever says hey actually that's not exactly what happened can you show me evidence of how that happened and they're like no you're going to jail for hate crime for 10 years they've been locking up like a 90 year old woman in germany for years for daring to say actually that's not what i witnessed when i lived in that time period we won't go into that too far today the point is like history is filled with revisionism and lies and we're watching it happen in real time. And I think this is a very real threat in the year 2022 because they have the ability to do that because they say that we are killing people by putting out the information that we're putting out. If they have that justification, they're definitely going to come after journalism. It's all about the moral high ground. Just remember, you got, you know, Operation Mockingbird, you know, with, I believe it was a church commission in the 70s had, you know, basically the CIA had their tentacles and basically every major news operation at the time. And one of the other things to be, you know, positive about, you know, trying to put like a gallows humor to this is, you know, I know, and Jeff Berwick talks about this all the time, the Dara Vigilante is, you know, thanking Kill Gates because, you know, just think of it, like all the statists, the police, the government workers, all the Karens, uh, you know, they're all going to be gone, you know, and they're all killing themselves. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, it sucks that some of our loved ones are going to be caught up in this. And, you know, I guess in the words of Eric Holder, you got to, you know, scramble a few eggs to make an omelet. But, you know, it's not for lack of us trying. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously not in like a positive sense over here. I I noted Tim Pachote loves Eric Holder. He has posters on his wall of him, especially like that drug running and gun running operation. Uh, yeah, Fast and Furious. And you know what? And I guess getting back to predictions is I, I think there's it's been way too quiet on the gun front. Well, I should say, I mean, I actually like that it's been quiet on the gun front. There hasn't been any, uh, you know, false flags in there and, you know, quite some time because they, they keep getting caught, you know, with all their false flags and the guns. But it's been a it's been a while since there's been like a major, major push to take the guns and like a while as it used to be like every fucking day for, you know, basically during Obama. So I remember 2012, 2012 was like the worst year ever for that. It was like every single day there was something and they're like, we got to take the guns. And then people would just go out and buy more guns. Yeah. I remember being like in line at Cabela's when I got my first gun, like literally the line was like wrapped around the store, like taking like a number queue, like out the door. Like it was, this is 2012. It was absolutely nuts, but I think they're going to make a push for, you know, probably high capacity magazines, probably scary looking black guns doing, you know, people having, you know, pistol grip and all sorts of ARs. They're, they're going to try to make a push for that at some point. And so whatever the justification is, it will probably be an anti-vaxxer that watches you or, uh, and I don't want to put that out there and manifest that, but it's already be some sort of anti-vaxxer that watches all the, you know, alternative media that then goes and shoots up a place that's then is, you know, uh, going to be projected onto the rest of the, you know, anti-vaxxers who are well, out that, there. That's already happened though, Tim. Like one of the reasons they uh, originally took down our YouTube channel is because one of uh, Wham's viewers was the part was like the 
main guy organizing kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer um, uh, in 2020. And um, so it like 14 out of the 15 were like feds. Yeah, 14 of the 15 were feds. And one one that wasn't a fed was a daily viewer of World Alternative Media. And I'm like, I have nothing to do with this. Like, I can't help it. If someone watches me, I assume that there's really nice people watching me. And I also assume just statistically, it has to be the case that there's at least a couple people who murdered someone and there's some pedophiles in there. I can't help what who watches uh, our videos. It's just the way it is. You know, if you put yourself out in the ethos, there's going to be people watching that maybe uh, aren't making the best decisions but um there's probably gonna be gonna there were there were info wars or info wars viewer i mean it's because i mean i feel like you know he's you know alex is like the big the big target now and when and to be honest when they took him down like i knew that that was the canary in the coal mine at the time i'd taken like a few months break from doing podcasts and i came back that day when they took him down because i saw and i saw a lot of the you know cucks in the libertarian movement who were you know cheering that on like oh he's a disgrace to you know you know calling himself libertarian or and you know and like cheering this on yeah, people like, are you know, pathetic like nick, it's absolutely like the nick starbucks of the world but yeah yeah and i i want to mention with the gun thing um in canada they actually did that in 2021 so in april um of 2020 uh, just as the lockdowns began, uh, Trudeau announced that you have to hand in your gun by April 2021 um, rifles anyway. And he was calling them all assault rifles, which is obviously absurd. And um, a bunch of cuck idiots actually handed in their guns. But um, uh, the point is now there's a ton of disarmed Canadians as they're putting people into freaking camps. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you get what you ask for. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, I want to move on from this because this is an easy, easy segue to Julian Assange because Julian Assange recently had a stroke after being forced vaccinated in uh, prison. And it's one of the biggest disgraces to recent humankind. The fact that we have collectively done absolutely fucking nothing to help Julian Assange. I mean, that guy should be broken out of prison. I don't care if it's illegal to say that. Fucking sue me. The guy should be broken out of prison. They, they are holding him for telling the truth and exposing people who murdered children. Like with a collateral damage video, they bombed children and a Reuters cameraman. And all he did with Chelsea Manning, Bradley Manning, uh, which it's weird how they go to prison and they get all fucked up and, and they become a trans person. But point is, they they release this video footage it was the truth and now he is by the way new york times released it and did less um uh, less revising of the data that was put out there so actually if anyone was putting anyone in danger it was the new york times but nonetheless new york times is fine julian assange is in prison and had a stroke and now is face trooping on one side after getting a jab that his father says he was forced into getting or else it would have affected his case and he wouldn't have been able to get out of prison and they basically threatened him with it julian assange i believe in 2022 and i really hate to say this but i just feel it building and building and building they've recently said that there'll be an extradition. I think he's going to be killed. I honestly think that he's going to be killed to make a point to other journalists. I hope to God I'm wrong. And I hope this is one of those things I just am not vindicated on, but I think Julian Assange is going to be killed. They've already, they're, they're boosting him again after having a stroke. They are forcing vaccines into him. And he's also been drugged on many things. The United Nations torture expert said back in uh, 2020 that he was um, being, I can't believe it's been that many years now, uh, that he was being um, forced medicated and tortured in prison um, and given medications that were making him vomit, forget his name and um, have hallucinations. I mean, th it's so obvious that they're murdering the guy. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say on that, Tim, but like going forward, I, I just feel like they're trying to make a point out of people like Julian Assange going forward.
Yeah, just like they tried, you know, making a well, they did make a point out of, you know, Ross Ulbrich. And I mean, and the fact that Trump didn't pardon, uh, you know, Assange and Ross Ulbrich and, uh, you know, Schaefer Cox. And I mean, Sickening. Snowden, I mean, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, he could be some sort of, you know, false, like he'd be some sort of, you know, psyop. I'm not, I think the jury's yeah. still out on that. But they'll, they'll probably end up blaming it on COVID. I know there'll be some other oh, yeah. variant and, and they, and maybe it'll be, you know, they'll give him, you know, he'll be some, guinea pig of giving him multiple different vaccines and then it'll be you know covid that ended up killing him or something like that so it's just it is disgusting the fact that the you know so-called left and all the liberals who loved him loved him you know during the obama years and all of a sudden you know turned his back on them because of you know exposing a lot of the high crimes by hillary clinton uh and, and if anyone actually like had read you know what was in like the podesta email leaks and all the stuff behind clinton it's just absolutely crazy i mean uh, you know, even going back to things that are like on videotape where she's, you know, accusing black people of being super predators that need to be made to heal. I mean, all sorts of stuff where if, you know, again, not to get out of like the left, right paradigm, which I even hate wearing this shirt because it kind of keeps you in the left, right paradigm a little bit, but you know, but you know, let's go Brandon. But the thing let's is <laughs> like, you, like, it's just like, it's just so ridiculous. Like imagine if anyone on the right had said not again, not to make a left, right paradigm, but imagine anyone on the right said that, you know, black people are super predators that need to be made to heal. Like Hillary Clinton said, they would be absolutely done. Like, well, in, in those emails, done. in those emails, you literally have Hillary Clinton saying that she was celebrating something with Guatemala, uh, some partnership with Guatemala by sacrificing a chicken in her backyard to Moloch. Like you could literally find those in the WikiLeaks emails. Spirit, cook, spirit cooking with, uh, you know, whatever, whatever her face is, uh, Marina Abranovich. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then and Obama ordering what like a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars worth of hot dogs, hot dogs. for a, a party, and it's a known lingo that means children, little boys, and stuff. I mean, it's it's totally sickening, and I think that um, it's a stain on humanity that we haven't found a way to get Assange out. Everyone's waiting for kangaroo courts for the government to find itself guilty of its own crimes, which is not going to happen. Like it's not going to happen. But on another note, Tim, on, on another trial completely that actually completely connects to this Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, we know what happened with Epstein. He's probably on a beach in Israel, actually. But the point is, um, Epstein didn't kill himself. And that was really starting to heat up at the end of 2019. And then it was completely uh, shut down by first war with Iran and then COVID. Uh, an Australian wildfires at the beginning of uh, January of 2020. Um, right now, Ghislaine Maxwell is on trial. We're seeing a lot of really interesting stuff coming out that the media is not reporting on. We're doing our best, but it's hard to even find it because Twitter keeps taking down the Ghislaine Maxwell trial tracker account that's literally just saying what's being revealed in court. Uh, I mean, why? Why would they do that? Why? Why would they do that? Um, and meanwhile, I think th this is one of my predictions for 2022. And again, it's not very uh, nice, but I, I think that's likely to happen with the mass pedophile rings that we're seeing around the world because they need to protect their own. I think Ghislaine Maxwell will most likely be acquitted of most, if not all crimes. Now, people might think that's kind of crazy. I, I don't think she's going to... It's, I don't think it's likely she'll get off all crimes, but I, I do think that they're, the, the case, her lawyers are actually kind of winning right now. If you actually read the, the, the trial uh, papers, it's really interesting. They're basically um, saying that just because she's in these photos and uh, seems to be attached to Epstein in some ways, and there's a couple um, you know, claims by victims but the but the claims are from years ago that basically it cannot hold up in court and she can't be held on those specific charges. And, and she's starting to say that she was abused and forced into things. And I honestly I'm thinking that she's 
going to get off in 2022. Um, we're not allowed to see most of the, the court proceeding uh, uh, issues, but I, I think she's probably going to get off. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, isn't it amazing how, you know, for and this is something I didn't really cover at all, but, you know, for Kyle Rittenhouse, that, you know, every single word of every single everything is, you know, broadcast all around the world. And then for, you know, the biggest, you know, basically sex trafficking, you know, crime pretty much in world history. And we get, you know, fucking sketch artists of, you know, what's going on. Can't even look at like, what's on. Yeah, Twitter and they claim that. it's because of a, it's a federal court versus state court. That's the main claim. But like, again, when it involves all the politicians of the world and the bankers and the businessmen, I'm sorry, but you, you got to make that public. I mean, uh, the JFK trial was public. That was federal. I, I don't know. No, it, go, go on. Sorry. Just yeah, actually. And what's really crazy, but all that went down uh, and they caught her in New Hampshire. Like it was my first time ever in New Hampshire. And uh, I was actually with you at the time at Porkfest a couple of days before that. And at, the, at this, I think you'd already left by then. And so on the way back, my flight ended up getting delayed and I ended up like missing it. And so I stayed in New Hampshire for an extra day. And like they literally caught her like 15 minutes away from my friend's house that I was staying. And then at and then right there, I was trying to upload a video to YouTube about like who she is and who her father, you know, Robert Maxwell is and who her sisters are. And YouTube would never actually allow me to ever upload the video because they're running through the AI in real time, seeing what we're talking about. And they wouldn't yeah. actually have ever to this day. Let me, I think it failed like 15 times trying to upload it uh, over there. But I, I think that like her lawyers are basically trying to lose that case. Uh, I mean, they're calling like four different witnesses. It, it, it doesn't seem like, it just seems like it should be such an open and shut slam dunk. I mean, now they're trying to put trial balloons out there for, uh, oh, you know, Omicron could cause some of the judges to, or, or the judge or the jury to, uh, you know, get sick and then there's going to be a mistrial. And so I think that they'll hit her with something, but it's going to be, you know, some sort of, you know, yeah. ticky tacky, you know, five year charge and she's off in two or a 10 year charge and she's off in, you know, three or four. And it's going to be something like that. And then the thing is, the media, uh, you know, cycle is so fast that, you know, everyone's going to go and forget about her and it's really you know should be the biggest story uh you know pretty much you know pretty much ever um yeah. in terms in terms of like court cases and yet no one cares because it's all the most high profile people pretty much there is who are caught up in this and so it's like all the blood of the criminals are basically tied together so that way they can't rat any of them out because they're all would be implicated um into this yeah absolutely and um i i feel like it's an example of all the blackmail that goes on around the world. Um, that's how they get them. They get people to sleep with uh, a politician to sleep with what they say is an 18 year old in many cases. And then it turns out she's 17 and it's on video and they've released a video. And um, I think it's obvious Bill Clinton has, is being caught up in this case a lot. And they're saying he might be summoned. I doubt that. I seriously oh, doubt yeah. that. I mean, this is all rigged. It's a rigged game. And um, obviously there are examples of completely evil people having sex with nine year olds. And, and it, all you have to do is look at Bohemian Grove to see what kind of religious ceremonies people take part in. That's why I think with the whole vaccine thing, they're trying to kill off as many people. And people say, well, what happens when um, people go and lynch Bill Gates for, um, you know, later on when all this, the dumb people are dead and the smart people are left alive. And I said, well, he's not worried about that. And if he's not worried about that, we should be worried because the fact is it has nothing to do with controller money. That's a temporary thing. I think the, it's definitely about that short term. That's temporary. I think it's a spiritual thing. I think it's a giant human sacrifice. And if you look at the religious practices of these psychopaths, Paths, from Bohemian Grove um, to what they do at Bilderberg and um, just, you know, their involvement in the World Economic Forum. It's an anti-human 
basically satanic spiritual event that they're planning here. And it's, it's totally spiritual. Um, I have two more things to mention as we are hitting about the hour and a half mark in the show. Again, I urge people to check the links below um, and check out our affiliates, rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your ap- apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there, as well as check out whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods. Very important to get. And check those links. We got many things below in the description. You could join our newsletter, www.imband.com and of course join our telegram group world alternative media as well as our telegram channel world alternative media announcements now um i have two more uh predictions left for this video one of them this is my next one is i believe families will be further divided in 2022 we have seen i do see a lot of people waking up but we're also having this controlled fracture of the family, which is part of desensitizing and destroying a community. It's how they destroyed African-American communities in the United States um, in the early 20th century. They targeted the family. If you look at how black families were formed in the early 20th century, they were very, very cut and paste, like uh, cookie cutter type families, like the white um, industrial family too. Um, it was very similar. Um, now, in, in obviously in southern states, there's a lot of discrimination, et cetera. But actually what happened was, and we interviewed Freeway Rick Ross back in um, February of 2020, uh, he was involved in this, working with the CIA, running drugs into black communities and specifically only black communities and running weapons and causing divide and a collapse of the black communities, causing um, a lack of fathers in the family and causing further division and um, of causing violence eventually. And I believe they're doing the same thing with just everyone now. Like they are going for broke with with uh, not just black families, but white families, uh, Hispanic families, etc. Um, one of the ways they do that was tra- is with transhumanism is for, by pushing um, gender reversal issues on us, um, splitting us up from that perspective, creating SJWs, dependent slaves that um, uh, feel like they're victims because nothing has ever happened to them in their life. They're not interesting and they have to find a new way to become uh, interesting and stand out. And a part of that is um, telling little girls that they're boys and telling little boys that they're girls. But I think further with the vaccine issue, we are seeing as we've just come from Christmas, almost everyone on my newsfeed on Facebook and on Twitter were saying that they're super depressed. They're contemplating suicide because they couldn't see their families. Their families are split apart. They're not allowed to see their mother, their grandmother, etc. during Christmas. It's a very important time of the year for that, uh, that type of thing, which is why I had a big Christmas gathering in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico here um, with about 35 people because I felt like it was important that we needed that community. I believe families will be further divided and will be forced to create our new own families, a new, a new version of our family, maybe not by blood, but by community. And um, that's going to be a big part of my next prediction. But uh, focusing on uh, families, uh, the division that we're seeing perp- perpetrated um, into onto the masses, Tim, um, is absolutely massive. What do you think? Uh, yes. No, <laughs> joking. Uh, and I, I will say I'm not calling for the lynching of Bill Gates because uh, the last thing I want to do is make him a martyr. And I am sitting in a, a chair <laughs> of former chair of uh, Brandy Vaughn, who uh, was suicided from uh, Merck. And I know that you've you know interviewed Tina Marie on that, but it's, you know, and, and going back to obviously they want to destroy the nuclear family. They want to feminize men. I mean, and they, they want to do all sorts of things to basically, uh, you know, have a bunch of weak SJWs who are going to be, you know, trying to run things. Obviously, they're, you know, they're going to run it into the ground. You, you brought up, uh, you brought up freeway R- Ricky Ross. And, 
you know, he was the one you know, basically sort of bringing like crack into the country, not even knowing he was working with the CIA at the time. And, you know, and who was it that, you know, helped, you know, pass the 94 crime bill was none other than Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton were like two of the main people that were cheerleading. Now she was, you know, the vice, she was in the first lady at the time, but it was one of the big, you know, things that she was pushing. And it was, you know, their crony and Joe Biden, who was also pushing this. And then, oh, nothing happens to Hunter Biden when he's, you know, caught, you know, smoking crack with, you know, underage, you know, you know, prostitutes or women over in, over in Asia. And it's just, it's just such a hypocrisy and they, and they wanted to get the harsher sentences, you know, mainly to put the black people in jail was, and then now Hillary Clinton and the left, you know, they get to, you know, come out as, you know, you know, having the moral high ground when it comes to minorities, when they're the ones who are trying to put uh, minorities in jail. And that's also, but it's not even just minorities. Let's in our good friend, Kingsley Edwards, his dad, Michael Edwards, uh, is it, there's a website, freemichael.com or freemichael Edwards. Free, free Michael now. Free Michael now. Free Michael now. Yeah freemichaelnow.com. He's been in jail for what, like 27 years off less than $500 of uh, cocaine sale, uh, you know, 27 years ago. And so uh, it's just ridiculous that uh, you could have all these nonviolent, you know, offenders in there. And then, and it also, uh, not that I'm obviously not advocating people are doing hard drugs, but I mean, a lot of the drugs that could have even more uh, impact on you are some of the quote unquote legal drugs mm-hmm. uh, that people are taking and these legal jabs uh, that there's no studies on what, what, you know, not the thing is, I don't need any study. I'm, I'm just not taking it. So it doesn't matter if, you know, if I wait 75 years to the data that comes out of, you know, what they use to, you know, approve this or, you know, the thing is they're all bad. I don't need any of their studies, but the thing is, they didn't even go through the rigmarole of even doing any of that stuff. And so we don't know what this is going to look like to, uh, you know, reproductive health. You know, sometimes there's been things in certain animals where it didn't hit people, hit the animals till three generations later who were vaccinated and all of a sudden couldn't have kids. But, you know, whether it's, you know, the sperm count going down for numerous reasons, whether it's things that's in the food that's causing it to happen, whether it's, uh, I guess all the SJW skinny genes, I'm just making a joke on that one, or, uh, uh, you know, the, the different, you know, radiation that we're keeping in our pockets or the actual right. vaccine itself, they are, it's going to be at the point where you can't have kids naturally unless you uh, are basically, you know, in so, some sort of like in vitro fertile, uh, you know, fertilization. But then in order to do that, you're going to, the, the number one basically carbon emitting thing that you can possibly do as a human would be to bring another human into the world. And then, so my guess is, and this is not a guess for next year, but eventually when this happens, you're going to have to pay a carbon tax upon the birth of your child uh is is something where i think it's eventually going to and I, I don't yeah you know and that's you know probably gets into like handmaiden tales type stuff so it's amazing how many movies like all this stuff sort of like ties yeah. into uh, i forgot the face. initial i forgot the initial thing that we were even talking about just the, yeah, the divide was- of the family the divide of the family and you kind of hit the nail on the head there i think um one of the things they're definitely doing is well this is an anti-human agenda it's an evil agenda um to destroy everything it means to be human and I urge people in 2022, not that they're going to do it because I they, I said so, but I urge people to go and have kids, like go and have kids. Everyone says it's like the worst time to have kids. It's the best time to have kids because this is an anti-human agenda. They're trying to depopulate us. We need more kids. We need more babies out there. Um, now you have to deal with the screaming and the yelling later on. But, you know, the point is you, you'll end up with uh, you're making the world Musk. a better place. 
Elon Musk is talking about this, where, I mean, if you don't have at least 2.1 uh, children as a society, you're going to be in a population in decline. And so as a you know worldwide society, I'm not, I'm not sure worldwide where we're at, but, you know, a lot of the all the major industrialized countries around the world, especially Italy, I don't know the exact numbers on it, but I, I think like last time I looked a couple of years ago, like Italy was like 1.1 or 1.2. I mean, there's not going to be any more Italians left in Italy in like 50 to 100 years. At the rate things are going uh in in america i think if, if you don't count like immigration and uh and we are probably right around the replacement ratio at least a couple of years ago now we're probably you know i'm sure well below that and the thing is people also aren't having kids because they can't afford to have kids because just think about how much money it takes i mean i, I don't have to think about it. i've got two little kids right now so i know exactly how much money it takes to raise them and it's yeah. quite a bit and so just imagine if you're someone that's not making six figures and and your cost of living is just, you know, relative to what you're earning is just right. getting your earning power just getting crushed year after year after year. And all these things that you need to buy for your kids, you know, keep going up and up and up. And, and then think about it, like, even if you want to try to eat healthy, they want to talk about food inflation. We'll talk about food inflation if you want to buy organic. I mean, it's like through the roof. Oh, yeah. On, you know, if, if, if I want to buy my kids, you know, like almond plant milk in, versus like a cow milk, uh, it's it, it's pretty much like $10 a gallon. And I'm, that's yeah. not hyperbole. It is. It's about five or six bucks for a little half gallon thing uh, right now. And so. Yeah. And they want to force everybody on the cheap McDonald's crap and all sorts of, and this is a full spectrum dominance all the way around how they're trying to attack us. But you've already have pointed out that, you know, they're eventually trying to come for our soul. And what's the, like the Omicron video game from like, what was it 98 or 99 that Microsoft put out? And yeah. it was, uh, uh, who's, who's, I'm trying to think of the guy, uh, it was a Billy Idol or something, or, uh, or who is the one that, but anyway, one of the guys, he's like, Om people of Omicron, there's this, and maybe you can link the video, but it's like, like they're trying to take your soul and help help or something yeah. I, I mean i just bush or whatever it is but it was it's pretty well I and mean, then by the way omicron is a hebrew for i people are missing that um omicron is uh hebrew for i and uh we definitely and, are facing the all-seeing eye and meta point. is uh is hebrew for death so yeah there you go. <laughs> so there you go and and by the way i want to make an honorable mention as far as um predictions because i i didn't mention this in my list that i wrote before this video but uh i do want to say that in 2022 i have no doubt that israel will continue to be a terrible country and try and um destroy and mass murder people in the middle east and try and take over more territory in the middle east especially in the most historically prevalent countries because murdering um, their own people and the yeah, thing is well, it's not like sure. it's the average Israeli. It's like they're run by corrupt people who basically use Israel as a shield to make sure you can't criticize them like the George Soros's of the world. But I mean, they're attacking their own people. And, and then they got themselves into power in places like China. Like if you even look at the beginning of the creation of the Chinese communist government um, uh, under Mao, like, do you know how many of the people were born and raised in Israel that were on their in their financial system and um, in as far as in charge of the the, the war uh, department and and stuff like that? It's actually totally crazy. Um, and defense they, department, just defense, defense department. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like the creation of um, the Greater Israel Project. They say it's from the Nile to the Euphrates. I think it's gonna um, they're gonna try and ex extend it to most of the world because the Israeli. Government government is anti-human just as is the agenda as is the chinese government as is the u.s government but i think it's it's really important to understand that their 
they they want to like just sacrifice people to ball. I mean, like the spirituality be backing the elites in Israel is absolutely insane. And I, it's I crazy. Think, and you've got foot football, baseball, basketball, and like, yeah. it's just like yeah, so much of this stuff is just like so much in your face. Yeah, uh, it's just it's that it is crazy. Like once you start like realizing this stuff and like how much of it just I mean like the Monster Energy drink and, and Hebrew like that line is a six, and so it's literally six six six. Only yeah, and Google Chrome as well. Google Chrome is six six six. Um, I mean, there's a lot of examples of that. And no, my Wham logo is not six six six. A guy de- designed that years ago. People always call me on this. I, I a guy designed it years ago. He's a friend of mine who like is a super nice guy. He does graphic art stuff, and he did it for free. And it was it was nice of him. And uh, I honestly might change the logo in the future because people keep saying that it looks like a six six six. I honestly. Uh, that was not the intention and it honestly isn't you actually maybe at the most it's like four sixes i don't know point is i'm gonna probably change that soon because I'm, I'm getting attacked for it and i honestly didn't notice it until like uh like two years into it and i'm like yeah but it's not what it's supposed to be so hopefully um greater heads will prevail but um i i wanted to um say my final prediction here for 2022 and i know i'm missing some stuff and um whatever well but it's gonna be a wild roller coaster in 2022 we're we're almost uh, like at we're coming up on two hours into this video here so um <laughs> longer than i expected i'm gonna have to pay someone to edit this one but uh so i think in 2022 freedom cells and militias will be built everywhere and millions will move to places like Mexico and parts of Eastern Europe and Africa. Um, I'm seeing a massive um, move into a lot of these places around the world. I think freedom cells are becoming incredibly popular. I came down here in March of 2020 uh, to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And at that time, uh, there's one other guy who was here named Dan, who I've interviewed in a recent video. Um, that I could talk about freedom with. We were the only ones. We just like meet up every day and talk about freedom. We know there are there were other people around, but we didn't know who they were and we couldn't find them. And we would just like meet up every single day and talk about freedom. Now we have freedom meetups that are so unbelievably large that we will have 60, 75 people at one meetup. And then at the same time, there's another meetup across town with 30 or more people and another one in the town next to us with like 40 or 50. It's absolutely insane. I can't walk one block down the street here in Puerto Vallarta without bumping into people I know at this point. And I took video that I posted on Twitter recently, uh, just showing that the beaches are shoulder to shoulder packed with just tens of thousands of people as far as you could see any anywhere you look just tens of thousands of people basically climbing over each other and i saw some people mention recently that were uh, here that were walking around in masks like retards um they looked into the crowd and they were just like uh man there's a lot of covid here and i'm like hey, guys if go home just get the fuck out of here Okay, this isn't for you anymore you stay home and stay safe and i'm gonna stay free and that's where i'm gonna i'm gonna um you know, put my foot down. So I think that's a positive. We're seeing militias form all over the U.S. as they should in the face of tyranny. It's a matter of defense. I'm not. De- I'm not defending violence. I'm just defending the idea of people defending their own basic freedoms because freedom isn't something you hold in your hand. You are the freedom, or you're not, and you have to actually show it. You are only as free as you defend. And we are seeing that in big numbers in the U.S. in places like Texas, in Arizona, in um, in places uh, like Idaho, weirdly enough, and in places like Florida. Just massive groups of people. People moving and um, growing communities, freedom-based communities, and disobeying. It's a beautiful thing to see. Much more so in Mexico as well. I mean, the amount of people moving here is absolutely enormous. 
And um, again, I'm seeing people moving to places where I had lived for a period of time last year, Montenegro, and a lot of people moving to places like Tanzania and Zambia, Africa. It's very interesting to see. What do you think about freedom cells, Tim, and the idea of people growing new communities? Um, Because no matter what, you can't defend yourself in the fact that one way or another, tyranny is coming. We're no, there's no way to escape it. Like there's nowhere to run to. It's more about like building communities where wherever you feel like is the best place to build these communities. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, maybe one of the false flags is they use a militia group to have a false flag, or they blame sure. something on a militia group. Like you had, you know, it was like a '94, and you had uh, you know, Ruby Ridge and Waco because there was a big yeah. movement growing at the time, and I was only like eight years old. So I mean, that just things that people have told me or you know, research going back to this. Yeah. Um, but you know, ultimately we're, no, we're not calling for violence, but you know, the places that are, uh, more armed, uh, you know, as more of a polite society. So, you know, you don't see cops, you know, going into Burger Kings and, you know, throwing people in, you know, kicking kids out of, you know, birthday parties who are five years old and like they do in New York city. You're not seeing that here in Arizona. You're not seeing that in, you know, in Texas, you're not seeing that in a lot of the, uh, you know, well-armed places, but yeah, you're seeing that in New York, uh, I mean, I just read today that, I mean, Austin, Texas is going back under stage four lockdown, uh, you know, and so to me, like, like this is a you know cliche saying, but, you know, an armed society is a polite society. And so there's going to be less of a chance of, you know, government thugs coming to your house if they know that, you know, like every single house has like 10,000 rounds of ammo and a bunch of different weapons and things they will be able to pick off people, you know, one by one. But if you get to the point where, oh, hey, you know, these, and again, I'm not calling for this. It's just, we're trying to, if anything, wake up the police, because if the police go ahead and start carrying out this tyranny, at least like in places that are armed, like, like Arizona, it's not going to take very long before people turn on the police and like the right-wing people that they counted as, you know, being in their court and in their favor, uh, you know, at that point, I mean, I, I don't want to say like things, I guess are too extreme on here, but uh, at a certain point, people are, you know, not get, are going to be going on the offense. If they start seeing you know, everyone getting picked off one by one, one by one, you know, oh, yeah. at that point, you know, but the thing is, it's important to have the moral high ground and to only act in defense. And, you know, one of the most rebellious things you could probably do is probably to form your own community, start growing your own food. I mean, that's pretty much the most anarchist thing you do. And the thing is, I don't want to take over the capital. I don't want to install another new puppet. I just want to be left alone. And a lot of there's a lot of people out there that just want to be left alone that don't want to have, you know, the skies being, you know, polluted with uh, all like the geoengineering that's going on, which, you know, Bill Gates is a part of that. And, you know, Bill Gates also has his, you know, um, you know, mosquitoes that are going to be delivering vaccines and his food that are going to have vaccines in it. It's just like, all these people that will just not, I just want to be left alone. That's all I want. And at a certain point, you know, there's going to be only so much people can take. And at that point, you know, just hold on to your hats. And the thing is like, we're not calling for any of this. It's just the reading the tea right. leaves of where things are going. And you know, the average cop out there has, you know, and when all this society breaks down and the dollar loses its value, the cops are not going to be there. Not that they're there to protect you anyways, but they're going to be there with their own families because, you know, the pay that they get is going to be worth nothing in a depreciated dollar. And there's going to be, you know, when Mad Max occurs, there's no, you're not going to be able to call the cops. It's like pretty much today, you're not going to be able to call the cops. Uh, just right. like the incident we had where the whole yeah. thing was on freaking videotape. We had the motive, had the guy's arrest record and everything. And, you know, and uh, yeah, and the guy tries to kill me. The guy's being paid to try and freaking kill me. And um, we didn't want to talk to the police at all. 
And then he started stalking us outside your place where you have small children. And it became an issue where it's like, okay, if I have to kill this guy, I want it on record that we like did everything we could to like uh, warn them about what was happening. And then when you tell the police about it and you tell them the whole story about this crazy guy stalking us and trying to kill us and paying people to, to attack me, they're like, well, what do you want us to do about it? Totally useless. I had the whole audio recording with the police on, on, on audio and it's like, it's so insane. But um, I, I do think like, look, um, I don't support violence. I actually think the best way around things is to um, create and build new things or replace the old system because we're creating a new civilization here and that's really important to lead out with but I, I, I will say I will not judge people in a desperate situation from doing what they need to do to defend their family if they're going to your house and trying to force jab your children they have every absolute right to shoot the people trying to force a vaccine into their children's arms uh, I don't think that should be debated and I don't think we should be self-censoring that at all because I think it's really important that we understand and recognize that we are only as free as we defend and if you go after our children and you hold a little girl down and try and put a vaccine in her arm that's going to kill her you have absolutely every right i'm not telling you to do this i'm just saying this is basic reality and humanity to shoot that guy in the freaking head i mean i i'm not going to um you know try and duck out of that i mean it's just reality if, if you mandatory shots mandatory shots you know um well, you just you just you just got re-kicked off youtube in case they ended up you know, yeah i don't care <laughs> I don't care. I, I mean, if they're going after children, like I again, I don't support violence, but I absolutely support defense. I don't care if the person has a badge or doesn't have a badge. If you're holding someone's children down against a parent's will, against a child's will, and trying to inject them with poison, that person absolutely deserves to be killed. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. That, that is how people have to, have to defend themselves. If you are going to violently attack someone, defend yourself. Now, there's lots of justifications, and I don't know where you draw the line, but I do say that personally, I think the best thing you could do is build communities and um, be sustainable and be responsible for yourself, individually responsible. D disobey everything. Always disobey. Do not comply. And um, again, the basis of humanity is survival, survival, uh, individual responsibility, individual responsibility is based in the very ideals of freedom itself. They're all synonymous and we must defend them at all costs because we have basically no time left here at this point. We yeah, are facing don't, down don't a wear beast. a mask. Yeah, yeah I mean, everyone watching this should not. And I wore a mask twice last year. I was got on a plane to see my grandparents who got jabbed, and I'm you know, not sure how long they're going to be here you know, after getting jabbed. So I was willing to put one on twice. But the thing is, I didn't even just you know put one on. I went wearing a shirt saying COVID's a scam and wearing a fucking gas mask to show that this is all a scam. And then actually, the last time I tried it, they wouldn't even let me on the plane with a gas mask, with an N100 mask. So it's like, wait a minute, I'm not allowed to have the best mask that basically money can buy and the best one that would do the best job against filtering out a fake virus that basically doesn't exist, but I can wear your bullshit paper one just to basically prove and put it out there. That it's not about keeping me safe. It's about, you know, keeping those ants in line. So yeah, I, I feel bad that I wore a mask twice in the past year, but it was only to get on a plane because, you know, with kids going all the way across country and back, you know, the timeline on things. So I was willing to do it twice. Uh, but outside of that, not once going into a store, not once ever. And the thing is, you know, that's what everybody should be doing. And it's only the people complying that is making all this get worse and worse Absolutely. and worse. Um, and yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it's, it's very important that we don't comply. And it's a satanic ritual and we should all avoid it at all costs. 
Um, I've gotten in a lot of trouble, um, you know, speaking up against uh, airport securities around the world. The greatest one is like the German police screaming at me, mask, 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 in this German accent. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> like, fuck off. I wasn't even wearing a mask. I'm walking through the airport. Um, I didn't have to wear one anywhere in like uh, Egypt um, at the airports or on the planes. Um, and same with like around Amsterdam, it was actually amazingly um, lax. But um, there's been a lot of places in the world where they just were full authoritarian. And they're the problem. I'd always have people say, I don't believe in this mass stuff, but I'm t I have to tell you to wear one or else I'll get fired. And I said, well, you're a bad person then. I'm sorry, you're a, you're a bad fucking person. Um, you are creating an environment where in the future they'll come in with vaccine passports. And they said, oh, they won't do that. Oh, yeah, here we are. Here we fucking are. We're going into 2022 and the vaccine passports will get worse and they will exclude more people and they will stop you from going into stores grocery stores etc and we must fight back at all costs we are building the new civilization we are supposed to be living in this time this is history we are living it and in the future we will look back if we survive this and we will feel proud that we did something when we had the chance those of you that don't do something when you have the chance you're going to be on your deathbed and if you're not totally sterilized and you have kids um, th that are actually able to grow up and, and live a good life despite your lack of action, they're going to ask you what you did in this historic time when you had the chance. And if you say nothing, shame on you. Shame on you. We are creating a new civilization to replace the old one. This is our time. This is history. Be part of history. Stand up now and make the world a better place than you than than it was when you entered it. Um, this is an opportunity to totally reset everything. Not like the Great Reset, but a greater reset of uh, individualism and freedom and personal health choices and bodily autonomy and humanity itself. This is the year where you decide, are you going to defend your very humanity? Or are you going to lay down and comply? Because it's going to get ugly, and this is your chance to really show how principled you are. Um, at the end of the day, if you are born into this world as a human being and you can't defend your own humanity, then what on earth are you here on earth for? Absolutely nothing. You are a waste of space then. I'm sorry to be critical. I'm sorry to be um, you know, as upfront as I am about this, but I think it's extremely important that people get a taste of this medicine and understand that it is down to you. No one is coming to save you except for God and yourself. So remember that going forward. Um, I appreciate you joining us uh, today, Tim. Any final words as we close off this extremely long um, video and podcast? Yeah, I mean, it was extremely long, but I mean, I think we're talking about all important issues. We didn't have any real agenda for what we're going to talk about today other than predictions. And, you know, this is all important stuff. And, you know, hopefully because we're putting things out there, uh, putting dates to it, then hopefully this stuff doesn't happen. And we hope that we're not right and we're you know not taking victory laps on any of this stuff. And the only way we can stop this is by talking about what the plan and what the agenda is. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things that people can do is, you know, at least for their retirement accounts, as I am, you know, financial advisor, as you were uh, mentioning before, but we do now have a new uh, basic program to get people into crypto IRAs much quicker and faster than before. So if you want a portion of your retirement accounts, and I'm not really necessarily advocating that people get into, uh, you know, a say a 401k or IRA, but the fact of the matter is a lot of people already have their money there. And so you can then do things where uh, there's different, you know, tactics you can do to basically have, you know, tax free or tax deferred gains inside of mm -hmm. uh, those accounts. And again, if you already have it, you, you know, please contact us, thelibertyadvisor.com. Tell us Josh, uh, Josh sent you and uh, 
And yeah, so that's one of the things that people can do. And, you know, I first started talking about that and people are like, oh, you're just plugging. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, I first started plugging about that in 2018. I've got some people that are up like a thousand percent tax-free on that. So yeah. And you hold your own that, private keys too, by the way, just yeah, actually they, they really started cracking down on that. So the new way you, you, you're getting actual Bitcoin, actual Ethereum, not like a trust of it, not an ETF of it. And the whole ETF that they did that they did roll out is actually like a joke. I've got a whole video on that, not to you know delve off another 20 minute rant on this. Mm -hmm. But uh, thelibertyadvisor.com. Also, you can find me on float.app uh, at the Liberty Advisor. And, uh, and I've got a YouTube channel, but I prefer people find me on BitChute, uh, Odyssey, uh, you know, and I've got you know, an audio, and it's all on audio as well. So if you're someone that likes to listen to this on audio, uh, that will be on audio as well. But thank you for having me on. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, we've got a better 2022 than we did. Actually, I had a great 2021. But, you know, I, I think that for the average person, I mean, I think there was a stat that like over half of people said it was the worst year ever. So, I mean, it was a great year for me, other than, you know, us, uh, you know, uh, that incident that we had uh, earlier in February. <laughs> Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, you know, potentially an off flight during event that could have put me in jail for a long time, even though I would have been justified in doing so. Uh, yeah, 2021 was pretty great for me, but the average, but it can be great for you. Like if you're in a place that sucks, you're not a plant, you can move to somewhere else. It's not, I was born in New York, had to leave basically everyone I knew to go somewhere that I thought was going to be much better. And so, you know, I'm proof of that. I also lost a job in 2018, taking a stand on principle. So I do have empathy with people that are losing their jobs now because I took a six figure residual and brought it down to zero uh, yeah. and lost my lost everything. People I always had. want to make an excuse. And I'm so sick of the excuses. They're like, oh, it's easy for you to say. Like I was basically ending up homeless for years working on my media. I shut down a job that was 21 an hour um, at the age of 18, which is a lot at the age of 18. And I said no to that and um, walked away from my construction job to work my ass off doing what I enjoy and what I feel like I need to do for humanity. And um, I was broke for years and now I'm just enough to be able to afford to live in Mexico, which is an extremely cheap country. So, I mean, like the excuses are like this are ridiculous. I was I, I lived in Canada, left everyone I knew in Canada, and then I lived in the United States, then left everyone I knew in the United States. No, you aren't a plant and you can make you can make those changes and, and you can make friends anywhere you go. Like, really, it's, it's so absurd. And you can find jobs online and the excuses are stupid. But I think one person wrote a very aptly on uh, on Twitter, um, 2021 dot dot dot. What the hell was that? And I think a lot of people have that viewpoint, just like there's no actual words to it. It's just like we're in an odyssey <laughs> right now. And we're just like going through this tunnel of this odyssey and we're getting hit in the face by weird things and just weird shit is happening. And um, it's it's very traumatic for a lot of people I know. But um, all I can do is like laugh about it. I mean, I'm not over here being a Debbie Downer. Like I see like there's more tyrant. I see like, oh, you know. Microsoft is 12 and a half percent of BlackRock's most sustainable fund. And like, that's sort of funny to me. I mean, it shouldn't be funny, yeah. but I mean, it's just so in your face that like, all you can do is laugh about it. And if you aren't doing anything to stand up against it, then you're sort of, you know, basically, you know, what was the quote? Like the only reason evil persists is that good men do nothing. And so it, and it's not enough to just watch videos that Josh puts out or anybody puts out or listen to videos. You actually have to do some real world activism in here. Uh, even if it's something as small as not wearing a mask and who would have thought, you know, three years ago that, you know, one of the most rebellious things you could do is walk around without a mask. I mean, it's just, yeah. uh, you know, craziness. So everyone has the power. They have the power to change things. Uh, you know, people always want to make excuses. Oh, it's easier for that person to do, you know, oh, he probably grew up rich. 
uh, no, I had uh, a mom that had me at 18 years old and then grew up with a, who was working at pizza hut and a dad working at a grocery store who had me at 19 and then grew up with a single parent dad. So no, I didn't grow up on the fast track anywhere. Everyone has the ability to have, everyone has unlimited amount of information right here. If they know the, the right sources, they know what to do, they know what to look for. And unfortunately for the kids today, they don't have the benefit of being able to go to like a YouTube and go down the rabbit holes and getting videos like yours suggested or other people's suggested. And so it is harder for them to find the information. Like even like you can go to like, oh, back when corporate was on there, you could literally yeah. go and type in exactly, uh, you know, the, I forgot the Federal Reserve uh, uh, documentary he did, what, a century of enslavement, the Federal Reserve, yeah. James Corbett, you could type it in and couldn't even find it. And so we were lucky that we had the you know the wherewithal and went down this rabbit hole years ago but for now the, the kids today like they're oh you're only seeing the information that they want you to but but with that notwithstanding everyone's got the power right here to stop looking at cat memes got and other bullshit power. and they can change the world yeah absolutely well i do think um that people need to acknowledge the negative in order to make positives and uh, we need to the first step in admitting there's a problem is admitting there's a problem like it to, to understanding a problem you need to admit that there's a problem it's like the the tools that people use in Alcoholics Anonymous should be also used in everyday life. Uh, you don't have to be depressed about what's happening. You need to know what's happening and then be prepared and make adjustments in your own life to make it better uh, for the future and start planning now rather than later. Um, it's like how everyone buys when Bitcoin's at the top and then sells at the bottom. It's same thing with just everyday life. You need to get prepared when things look good and um, be prepared and already have uh, the preparations in place when things are bad. Anyway, um, this is a long video and I appreciate everyone sticking through. I'm guessing about 10% of you stuck through to this point, so I appreciate it. And uh, Should they leave some special word in the comments if they're still watching at this point like we used to do back in the day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you're still watching at this point, um, just comment the word pancakes. Just pancakes in the in the comments. I really want to see how many of you actually watch this. This is a random word. There's no way anyone would say that if unless they saw that. So um, yeah, and um, you know, I hope everyone has a great new year and um, they spend it with loved ones and friends and family uh, that still talk to them. And um, I I appreciate everyone watching all the way through this video. I'm going to definitely be quoting this video throughout uh, the year 2022 because I know damn well that most of the things we just said. We wish will. you a long, miserable winter of death and destruction coming from the White House. Yeah, Thank you. Severe illness and death. Uh, yeah, so much for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I appreciate everyone watching. Check those links below. Go get funding.com, Patreon, subscribe, star. We have a PayPal, we have a Bitcoin address, and we have a Cointree link with multiple different cryptocurrencies to check out. Tim has the learntherisk.org um, sticker up there. Uh, make sure to go check out learntherisk.org. Um, we have an epic fund me campaign, a Teespring store, um, and join our newsletter, www.imband.com. Uh, we have our um, Telegram group, World Alternative Media, as well as te uh, our Telegram channel, World Alternative Media announcements. And of course, check out rncstore.com and whamsurvival.com. We got a lot more coming to you soon. Find us on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon, dollarvigilante.tv, HiveSteamIt at Josh Sigurdsson, Float.app at Josh Sigurdsson, and the bad guys, TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, as well as Twitter at World Alt Media. Anyway, um, we got lots more in store. So stay tuned, my friends, and have yourself a happy new year. And um, yeah, let's get prepared and be human and do the opposite of what they want us to do, which is literally be human. Like, don't don't become a trans person in 2022 unless you really want to. I, I, anyway, I think we'll end it there. Uh, until next time, this is Josh Sigerson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth. Be the change.
I'm sure you have already changed people's minds in your young age because you're involved, and I like that.